The Sisters Grimm podcast is intended for mature audiences only. Please listen at your own discretion. Blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. The most notorious serial killer in the nation, the Light Stalker. The Boston Strangler. The Son of Sam. The infamous Zodiac Killer. What's your favorite scary movie? Get away from her, you bitch! Welcome to the Sisters Grimm Podcast. How'd you do this? Welcome to the Sisters Grimm Podcast. This is Holly. And I'm Morgan. And we are back. We took a week off. Last episode, we told you to remember to go out and vote. And motherfuckers, you did! Yeah, y'all did! And you voted for the right person. Oh, we're so happy about it. Truly, truly, truly happy about truly, it. Truly, truly excited. So, this episode, let's just get into it. Let's do I it. don't really know what to call it yet, so... Uh, if you're listening to it, you obviously know what it's called because we've uploaded it by this point. But right. this is like a creepy uh, internet, internet stuff. Uh, well, we were so close. Yeah. But yeah, internet stories, internet tidbits, because you guys, the internet is a fucking scary, scary place. Didn't a documentary just come out kind of about this? Um, I think it was about like how social media uses uh, data mining. No, that's the social dilemma. There was one that came out oh. specifically, but I think it was more geared toward like uh, online dating, obviously. But I mean, yeah. I just watched something because in this we are also going to talk about. So we're going to talk about. Let me break it down for you. What guys. are we going to talk about, Holly? I'll give you a little uh, table of contents. So first, I'm going to give you a little bit of the history <laughs> of like the dark web because that's yeah. like the scary butthole of the internet. Mm-hmm. Then I'm going to tell you some true crime stories. We, <laughs> we got a serial killer in there, pretty Love fucked it. up, and um, they are from various dating apps. And it's I've learned a lot. I watched a couple different shows. They were great. Um, and then also, you know, we're going to end it on something a little lighter because these stories are pretty fucking heavy. Yeah, it's scary. Uh, and we're going to talk about um, the weirdest things that you can buy on eBay. Okay. So just so you guys know, that is what it ends with. Also, I guess I just want to say up at the top, um, trigger warning. Um, we will be talking about rape. Mm. Um, a lot of these stories involve that. So I just wanted to give yeah. that warning um, but beforehand, um, if you want to stick around right now while I just talk about the dark web internet, uh, totally cool. But I will mention it again. And so. maybe we'll, uh, we'll find where the stories end. If you want to come back and you want to listen to the weirdest stuff you can buy on eBay, we'll make a timestamp in the, uh, in the below right. area yeah, of where of you when I stopped podcast. talking about it. Yeah. Um, and I'll give another little, uh, warning, pre-warning when I'm done reading the history. Okay. So. If uh, you are unfamiliar, the dark web is a place on the internet that you can only access with certain browsers. Uh, right, which I've never understood. Like when they say like the black market, like you have to buy it on the black market. It's like, how do I access that, Holly? I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, Morgan, I'm glad that you asked. So the black market is actually not like a physical market right. or anything. It is literally just like um, buying weed. 
the uh-huh. way we used to before right. it was legal, that's technically black market because so anytime you're doing something illegal online it's technically part of the dark web yes you just mostly hear about cases of like organ trafficking yeah that's really the main thing that you hear about right but i and uh, correct me if i'm wrong anyone but i believe that's what it is um so yeah so tor websites or uh browsers rather uh, let you kind of get into some deeper things on the internet that you cannot find using traditional stuff. So, like, you can't get to the deep web with fucking Internet Explorer. Um, and the purpose of them <laughs> is, what are you giggling about? Just thinking about doing it at, like, work or something. I don't, don't. know. Don't. You don't right. want, trust me, you don't want the search engine, you don't want that search history. I was very careful how I worded things when I looked up stuff for this podcast. I was so scared. Right. No, totally. I didn't want to find anything. Because this is serious, serious stuff. It right. really is. So. You should not be doing illegal stuff online. No. But I will say that the dark web is not just like a place for crime. Um, so it's like purpose is for you to have people to have like 100% anonymity. So. It's like constantly, like when you're online and you're on a, you know, you're on computer, you have your IP address mm-hmm. and that's unique to you. Mm-hmm. So if you use a Tor website, it's constantly going through different, different IP yeah. addresses so that you can't be tracked, which is like, whatever. Um, and like, although it is used, obviously, some for very illegal uses, um, those services are actually pretty hard to find. Um, and... Uh, like, it's not exclusive, like I said, to cybercrime. You can go on to Facebook using yeah. one of these. I mean, you can there literally is, download it on your phone. I was going to say, there's stuff now. I mean, like, I've seen, like, people on YouTube having sponsors that do that so that you can go and, like, watch Netflix on, like, the Canada version so you can get access to different stuff. Like, exactly. it's, you no. know, you can do I mean, it, it kind of anywhere. Uh, fi- I mean, I can... That totally makes sense that you would have to do that on the dark web now because literally you should be able to just... Well, no, what I'm saying is now there's companies who literally like... Are fighting have that? A, no, have subscription services that give you different IP addresses. Oh. Yeah. That's the thing. That's cool. I didn't know that. Um, I don't know what they are called, but I was watching um, that one guy's YouTube channel. Um, I can't think of his name right now. Is he the one that does... That he like call, he calls... Calls people out? out, yeah. But like good... <laughs> yeah like, no well, we love him i can't think of his name right now but um i will think of it at some point cool so like i said it's not illegal to have like a dark web or a you know tor browser because i mean i you can get it i have one on my phone his it's name's like uh d'angelo wallace oh right 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 so i mean it's basically just like a vpn hider and that's mm-hmm. also how you can access Netflix through other countries is because like if you make your VPN that you're in Japan you can you used to at least be able to um I don't know uh so anyways um there's also a difference between the dark web and the deep web so basically there's the surface web which is anything that you can access on traditional browsers like Firefox or Chrome and the dark web, like I said, can only be accessed through specific web browsers. And the deep web is gated websites that cannot be found using traditional search engines. And there are actually, and these you have to, although I don't know, maybe you could get it on the surface web, but I think you may have to do it on like a Tor browser. But like there are, there's literally something called illegal search engine. Um, but like I said, you know, 
it's uh we all have seen or maybe not we all but like mr robot shit you know like mm-hmm. he dealt with a lot of people working on these websites and they also you know all uh everything commerce wise is all done through bitcoin because bitcoin is uh 100 anonymity yeah. um so let's see some of the really really bad shit that is on the dark web that you can look at are things like animal abuse sites. Yeah. You can it, there's human trafficking. There's mm-hmm. hitmen. They are weapons, uh, drugs, and like hacking services for like people. Child stuff. Yeah, that's the that's one of the most fucked up ones. Mm-hmm. But I mean, <clears throat> it's also used just for crimes like doxing, like people like getting people's information mm-hmm. from them illegally. Um, and so with weapons, it's actually kind of interesting. I learned about this and I didn't know about it before, but there are these things and they're called ghost guns uh-huh. and you can buy, and I think you can buy it just on, I don't think you have to go on a dark web browser um, necessarily, um, but there are websites you can go to where you buy gun kits mm-hmm. and originally it was for like hobbyists, like gun hobbyists who had like time on their hands probably like older dudes you know just like having fun yeah but the thing with these kits is that because you did not buy it from a gun store there's no serial number and it's not registered and so all of these criminals are using those kind of guns obviously and i was watching which is smart i mean yeah this dude on a um show i was watching um was like, if I'm going to go commit a crime, I'm not going to do it with my registered piece. I'm going to do it with one of these. And so I thought that was pretty, pretty fucked up. Um, also, if you... But that's ha- been a thing since before the internet. Well, yeah, but I mean, the internet is now a place where... Yeah, I'm just saying, like, people have been easy doing that with guns for ever. I'm, yeah, I'm just saying the accessibility of it right. is so easy. Um, and it's not illegal to build your own gun. So, yeah. Um, So, um, switching it over to not guns anymore. Um, I don't know if anybody's seen the movie Videodrome, um, but there are these things, apparently, uh, they're called Red Rooms, and it's basically where you pay money to um, go, like, to watch snuff films, basically, Mm -hmm. like, live snuff films. Um, This was only allegedly, like there aren't any like actual cases of this happening, but honestly, seeing as what does exist on the internet and the dark web, it's in the realm of possibility. Um, There's also this website called Bestgore. It's Canadian. You can get that just on the regular web. It's just, I don't know why it exists. It's so yucky. Yeah, I don't know. Some people just like that. I don't know why. Yeah, I guess there shouldn't be. It's not for me personally, yeah. Yeah, um, but um, we already talked about this at length. But that was where um, Luca Magnata, also someone yeah. who used the internet, which is scarily. why I don't think it's a good thing, right? Um, so yeah, he uh, didn't. Both of the Canadian stories that you and I did, both of them had to do with like internet, because we we had two stories, and one of mine was like the Dexter killer, and I think that was in the Canadian episode too, right? Yeah. yeah. Totally. Dang Canada. <laughs> Shit Canada. Blame so, Canada. Just kidding. You're just quoting uh, South Park. Obviously. Um, there's also on the dark web this website. This is where it gets into like the really unfortunately yucky shit. Uh, 
the sexual stuff. And there's a website called Violent Desires. And I heard a story on a podcast and it like literally I wanted to throw up. It was so disgusting. It was about a pastor who wanted to commit cannibalism. Oh, I've heard of this story. Yeah. With like little boys. Oh, maybe I didn't hear about that, but I've heard about the dudes on web wanting someone to eat them or wanting, like, literally asking if someone would let them eat them. And there's people who have done it. People are like, yeah, eat me. I don't care. Yeah. I mean, their body, their choice. I don't really understand it. This was, this is uh, not consensual. No, for sure. I'm talking, yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. He was like a youth pastor and he was like talking about specific children. Um, Violent Desires is like a forum where it's just like chat, not chat rooms or forum. Like you're talking to like minded people about Mm -hmm. the fucked up shit and illegal shit a lot of the time that you're into. So um, another thing I wanted to note that happened on the internet that was really unfortunate and fucked up, especially regarding women, was Gamersgate. Did you ever hear about that? Nope. Um, it was like this online campaign. It started on fucking 4chan. 4chan is also. I was gonna say, is horrible. 4chan still around? Yeah. Did you? It's run by like, um, neo Nazis, basically. God. Yeah, I heard that information on another podcast. So uh, that's what you're I'm crediting going with. it. That's as? what I'm crediting it for. Um, but I mean, so what that was, was it? So. Uh, it was, like, this online campaign to attack female gamers. Like, they were threatening them. They were, like, doxing them, which is, uh, like, you're stealing their personal yeah. information. Like, posting any, like, pictures. That they would have had of that them. That they would have had of them. Um, like, it was really, really bad. That's fucked up. Uh-huh. What losers? Fucking toxic fucking masculinity. Yeah, the grossest kind of man. Right. And then, um, you know, another horrible thing that we deal with with the internet that fucking sucks is um you know people leaking other people's like private information like their photos like kids getting bullied and girls getting bullied Mm -hmm. for like shit that they do yeah no uh i forget which state it was but some fucking guy who um was up for a re-election or something and had like proof evidence that he did like revenge porn to this girl got re-elected even though it's like proven evidence that he did this to someone and Fuck. he got reelected to, I don't remember exactly what it was. And I wish I remembered his name to like call him a piece of shit, but yeah, that's really gross. So now I will just say, uh, the dangerous, the dangers of like online dating. That's where we're moving into now. Is that's this getting into the trigger warning stuff? Um, after this first story. Okay, cool. So, yeah, uh, online dating, like, used to be so scary, but now it's, like, everyone does it. Yeah, and then you, but, and because it's so popular now. And so easily attainable. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, you're putting yourself at a huge fucking risk. Huge risk. I'll get into more of that later. But um, I don't know if you've heard about, I'm sure you have heard about this, um, the Craigslist killer. Oh, yeah. Philip Markoff. I didn't know his real name, but I've definitely heard of it. Yeah, he used uh, Craigslist to target women who he would rob. And um, he, out of the three women that he, um, of his, three of his victims, rather, he killed one of them. Um, He was having, like, financial problems. He was engaged, and he was, like, a medical student. He felt like he literally had, like, no other choice. Hmm. Um, 
like I said, this is a pretty popular story, and there's a lot of other podcasts I've heard that yeah, like cover it and totally. stuff. But um, there's like a movie about it. Yeah, it's like a lifetime movie. I think. <laughs> right. The, the maybe this, it's not the crazy thing and the bad thing because he never he killed himself, and so right. no one ever got to no one got any justice, real or real answers. Yeah. And he. Like, he literally, because he was a medical student, and so he slashed all of his major arteries. He put a plastic bag over his head, Dang. and he shoved toilet paper down his throat so that they couldn't resuscitate him. Jeez. And he, please. and I think, I don't know I if know this that. is true or if this is just allegedly, but allegedly slash possibly he, like, wrote his, like, ex-fiance's name in blood on, like, the wall. Hmm. Because... She had, like, broken... She, like, went to visit him and was like, we're done. Dang. Um, so, uh, now I will say the trigger warning. Okay. We're getting into Some specific... S- real stories of internet well, horrors. Um, the horrors of fucking... Online dating. Online dating. Which... I'm gonna make a weird assumption. I feel like... Do most of these not happen in like one of the more recent like t- Tinder? Is it is it like a Match dot com thing or like a Plenty of Fish thing? Morgan, that's funny that you say that because I have. I'll just tell everyone now so that you can know. I guess so. I have an OK Cupid story. I have okay, a Match dot yeah, com story. Okay. I have. A plenty of fish yep. story. I have a Tinder story. Okay, so there is a Tinder. I story. have a grinder story. That's not surprising. I have, um, what's the other one I have? So I've never been on Grinder, as I am a, um, you know, straight female. But I do have friends who are on it, and I don't know exactly how it works. But I swear, one time, one of my friends—I won't name them—but <laughs> they were like, "Look." I'm on this app and I can see that that guy right there who's in the grocery or like in the gas station, like this is him. And like, that's his like pictures, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, so you can find out exactly where people are located on this oh, app? It's 100% location based. That's so scary. Like they will tell you like the street they're on. I honestly don't know because I haven't been on the app, but I just know that it's. I've never been on it. I mean, this was a long. This was like twenty. It sounds like it's easier than because I mean on Tinder. New. I don't know when Grinder came out, but it was a long time ago. This was was like twenty twelve when this happened. Yeah. No. I mean, Grinder is great. I mean, yes, it's one. It gets straight to fucking, and I love that about it. You want to go off? Go off. There is also an app called Field, which is more, uh, it's similar, but it is for like a wider scope, whereas Grindr is specific to gay men. Um, So let me start out with OkCupid. Yeah, I just, I I had a feeling that, I feel like this stuff happens more with that, like, people on Tinder aren't like trying to fucking kill people, you know? Until you, they apparently are. You would be surprised. Okay. I'm I'm speaking obviously very like, I don't know, but I just feel like that. I will say that. It's after, more of a long con thing to do it on like a match.com, a plenty of fish where you're like a little more like well invested and a little exactly. more like, yeah. Because with those websites, it is more. I've never like been on any of those. Like I never did a dating app until Tinder came out. I had never done anything. Right. No. Same. Well, And that was like 2013. I'm sure. I know I've like filled out OKCupid. Okay, no, and, I know. you're older than me. Yeah, and Match.com, but they are really, really like it's not like 
Tinder where you literally just like link your Facebook profile and everything's there. Yeah. Like you have to like like make build a profile. Build a profile. Yeah. It's they like a lot of it's lot way of more um intimate and it's way more like And that's what a lot of people are drawn to yeah, more because they're looking see more. I don't know. Right. I mean they're looking for something more serious. Mm-hmm. Um and that's totally cool. So this is about um a woman named Jillian and the uh the defendant or the bad guy is uh Zach Anderson. Mm. And like for all intents and purposes Zach was like a pretty attractive looking guy. He did like a white guy. Oh, yeah. Um and this is in Atlanta, Georgia in 2014. Um okay. Jillian and Zach talked for about like 2 weeks before they met up. Um it was during the day. And it was in a very, very public place. Like, they literally, like, just got lunch together. Um, But they were having a great time together, and they ended up spending, like, four or five hours together. And um, they were drinking a little bit, and she went up, and she got up to go to the bathroom. And when she came back, um, Zach had obviously put something in her drink, Mm -hmm. because the next memory that she has is waking up on her doorstep. Oh, my gosh. in the middle of the night still or like in the wee hours of the morning she didn't have her car keys and her car wasn't in the parking lot of her apartment building or her condominium but she had her apartment keys no she didn't have her keys keys. okay um she actually went and stayed at a hotel Mm. because it's really fucking sad so she had her wallet and stuff um i guess she had that okay she may have had her purse i'm not sure but she uh her underwear had been removed, mm. and she could tell that she'd been sexually assaulted. Yeah, you can tell. And no she was one. in a you lot know. of pain and was Ugh. bleeding. No! Uh... Yeah. Trigger warning. Yeah. So she reached out to Zach and was like, I don't remember ever being that drunk. So she had her phone, too. Um, or computer, I guess. Yeah, she may have done this on the computer. I'm not exactly sure. They said that she emailed him, okay. but it could have been on her phone. Um, she asked him if like she was acting really drunk, and he was like, no, you were fine. And then she asked if anything physical happened between them, and he was like, we just kissed, so not really. Mm. So she called the police, and she told them what had happened, uh, that she'd been on a date with a guy that she had met on OkCupid, and they looked into Zach. So she her car is missing, actively. Um. I can't remember if whether or not she got it back, but it was missing at the Dang. time. Dang. Okay. So I think it. That's like, a lot. Yeah. That's I think not, yeah. it was probably that's fucked up. Yeah. I mean, not that the other stuff isn't fucked up. Right. No. Um. So they looked into Zach, and they found another woman by the name of Kelly, who had um, reported um, to police. I think it was like two years earlier, or two months earlier. Um. She had also met him on OkCupid, mm-hmm. um, and he had a different username when he was talking to Jillian. Mm-hmm. Then he was with <clears throat> Jillian. He was like Midwest guy. Ew, you have usernames. Yes, and then Ugh. like with Kelly, he was like tall dude or something. He sounds so fucking gross and lame. Yeah, he is. So Zach and Kelly met at a bar. Zach and Kelly. Oh, Saved by the Bell. Sorry, I keep going. No, I didn't realize that before because the story is so fucking gross. Yeah, sorry. No, it's okay. That's fine. Um, word association. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so met at a bar and uh, they had some drinks and um, towards the end of the night they were sitting in Kelly's car and he started kissing her and she was like, "Cool." 
And then he, all of a sudden she said he just snapped and like he became very aggressive and she was like, fucking no. And he uh, raped her. Uh, in the car? In the car. Right outside of a bar. Oh my God. Yeah. So she, Kelly, sent an email to OkCupid telling them that she had been raped by someone she met on their site. Oh my gosh. Um, she gave them his username account, which was tall dude or tall guy or fucking whatever. Right. Um, and they emailed her back and said that they couldn't find anyone with that username. The tall man? That's like a, like a killer in those phantasm movies. Well, the tall man is literally like Slender Man a little bit. But too. you know what I'm talking about, the tall man. Sure. I, you sure. Know those okay. I don't, sorry. Um, <laughs> so um, they emailed her back and asked her to verify, and she did, and then they never responded to her. <sighs> so she went to the police and reported Zach for raping her, but she ended up not pressing charges because um, police had talked to Zach and they'd given him a lie detector test, and he had passed. Stupid. In 20-fucking-13? 14, but still. Yeah, exactly. In 2014, we're, we're letting lie detector tests fucking mean anything? Right. So, now fast forward to when Jillian well, was attacked. Um, they ran Zach's phone number through, like, a database, mm-hmm. and they found that the phone was actually registered to a man named uh, Devin Hartman. Hmm. So he wasn't Zach Anderson all along? Nope, and he was married, and he had kids. Wow. When they looked more into him, they found other women who he had met up with OkCupid and he had sexually assaulted. He literally had thousands of dating profiles and had been meeting up with women online for years. So the major issue in this case, and honestly this was something I never thought about before, is that dating websites have no screening process for their users. Yeah. For example, OkCupid doesn't require you to use your real name. What? You don't need to put in your phone number. And like some more uh, bigger websites are like more, I don't know, you don't have to have a credit card. Yeah. So there's nothing kind of tying, like. Yeah, but I mean, that's kind of, yeah, same with a lot of them. You don't have to use your real name. Exactly. Why? So all you really need is an email address. And like, I remember back in the early days, it literally took like two hours to set up a Hotmail account. (laughs) I don't even remember it. And now you can get an email address in literally like fucking seconds. Mm -hmm. So in OkCupid's terms and and agreements, they state that they don't acquire its user. They don't like do background checks. Yeah. um, But they do have the right to conduct a criminal back check. But, so they don't have to, but they can't. Yeah. So five different women testified against Devin. After 10 days, the jury found him guilty, and he is currently serving two life sentences. Good. Fuck him. Yeah. His poor family. And all, obviously all of the poor victims. That's fucked up. But the family, they're also victims. I know. So what a gross piece of shit. Right. So, so this, no one died? No one died in this. Okay. But it was that's basically just kind of establishing this, like... Should websites have, should they be able to take more responsibility for it? I'm going to get into a little bit more of that later after this story, which was with Match.com. The woman's name was Mary Kay Beckham. She was a little older. She had lost her husband and all of her friends were like, you should try online dating. So she met this dude named Wade Radley on Match.com. 
She like Googled him to see if anything bad came up and it didn't. So she decided to go on a date with him. And like she was very aware of like needing to be careful with meeting up with someone you meet online. She told all her friends where she was going and they told her if she started feeling weird at all to go in the bathroom and call them and they would come and pick her up. So the date went pretty well. Um, They went on a couple more dates um, but Mary Kay was getting really turned off because they'd really only been hanging out for like 10 days and Wade started having weird behavior, like getting very jealous mm. and told her, he told her that, he, uh, his ex, uh, had a restraining order against him. So Mary Kay was like, that's not a good sign. Yeah. So Mary Kay was like, bye. Yeah. I would have been too. Bye. So three months they did not speak with, to each other. She basically forgot about him, moved right. on, was dating other people. Work. Uh, 2011, she was at her home and she heard a sound outside, like on her driveway. And so she went out to see what it was and she does not remember anything after that. A neighbor called 911 because they had seen a man kicking Mary Kay as she was <gasps> lying in her driveway. Oh my God. Wade had stabbed her 10 times with a butcher knife until the knife broke. And then he started stomping on her head. Just out in broad daylight? No, this was nighttime. Okay. Holy fuck. Where did this take place again? This was in Las Vegas. Oh, God. Um, At the time, Mary Kay didn't know that it was Wade. She lived, by the way. Holy shit. How many times did he stab her? 10. And, like, the thing I was watching, like, when she was... She looks great. Love that. I love her. She was Ugh, powerful as that's fuck crazy. to watch. What year did this happen? 2011. Okay. So. Almost 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, let's see. Like I said, uh, or as I was saying, rather, Mary Kay didn't know it was Wade because, like, they hadn't talked. She thought She'd maybe she was just being him, attacked. Yeah. And, like, the police didn't really have anything to go on. So three weeks, three weeks later, rather, in Phoenix... Uh, 62-year-old Anne Simonson was brutally murdered. She had been stabbed multiple times with a machete. And her friends her friends knew exactly who it was because she had also told them. And they were like, it is this dude, Wade Radley. And they and had also died. met on Match.com. What was that? That one died. Anne died, yes. Mm. Yes. It's very fucking sad. Um, but so wait, what was the first one? What dating service was the first story? It, these, this is this is Matt, They're the both story match. They're both match.com? Okay. Um, uh, so what was I saying? Okay. But at the time that he attacked Anne and murdered her, they hadn't broken up three years previous. Hmm. He was a very toxic, angry man. Yeah. So police were able to track him down. They brought him in for... Com- for questioning and he confessed to everything he said he was angry he broke into Anne's house and he waited for her to come home he said he attacked her with a machete but it wasn't doing the job so he went and got a butcher knife and he stabbed her he had like a bunch of pent-up rage just like a bunch of resentment just playing the victim oh yeah toxic white male toxic masculinity um he even had a hit list God. Of people he was going to kill, and the police were, were they like, all women. Um, it was the list consisted of <laughs> you know, yeah, because he I, I watched it. He said the names of the people. 
Um, it was his ex-wife, her husband, her new husband, and Mary Kay. Oh, God. And Anne. Like he was going to come back for Mary Kay because he know he hadn't killed her? Well, no. He had made this... They When they asked him, they're like, and they're like, you were planning on killing these people. And he's like, I already did with one of them. Because he thought he had... He didn't know whether or not oh, he killed Mary wow. Kay or not. You'd think he he'd thought, look into it. Idiot. He's a fucking idiot. Um, but um, he said he killed her because he wanted her to pay for her attitude. What a loser. Yeah. So, like OkCupid, Match.com does not have a, a screening process for its members. So, Radley pled guilty to murder and robbery and waived his right to a trial. So his sentence was given to him by a judge hmm. who gave him the maximum punishment, uh, which was 28 to 70 years. That's broad. <laughs> 28 to 70? Yeah. Huh. You know, sentencing is hard to understand sometimes. and um, It really is. It really is. So I think maybe in Phoenix, or I mean in, in uh, Las, Las Vegas, Vegas rather, yeah. or Nevada, I should say. Right. Um, so then he went back to Phoenix to be tried for Anne's murder. Um, the first trial was for, uh, you know, Mary Kay. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was going to be tried, possibly get the death penalty, which is kind of weird because, well, he killed himself. While he was in custody. Mm. So, again, with this story, is that this these dating websites don't take any responsibility when things like this happened. And apparently, um, Anne had contacted Match.com, told them about Radley, and said that she'd, she'd filed a restraining order against him. Mm. But Match.com denies the fact and says that they were never contacted by Anne. The same prosecutor who... Um, he was working with Mary Kay and with Anne um, just for like wrongful death, that kind of thing. Even though he's not here, he thinks that the websites should um, have to find some sort of mm-hmm. uh, have be at fault. But yeah, I agree. Unfortunately, websites, if you know, are all protected by the Communications Decency Act, which is or Section 230, which prevents... Uh, any internet company from getting sued and for content that third parties post. So also, I mean, if there wasn't section 230, there no social media site would take the risk because yeah, people sure. post. So, I mean, just how, how lately with everything on Twitter, Trump literally posted, um, he posted something that was like, Twitter's being, mean (laughs) and he's like thanks to the government and section 230 and i actually tweeted him back and i was like so you're complaining on twitter about twitter right and you're or and you're also saying that section 230 is bad but it came from the government and you're in the government right some might say that well i mean he's not going to be let's not talk about him yeah so Mary Kay and Anne's lawyer appealed um, the case, this case against Match.com. It went all the way up to like the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals and Match.com's offense was Section 230. But one of the judges was like, so you could have known that he was a serial killer and you had proof he was a serial killer 
and you matched him up with people and you think that section 230 protects you protects you rather and the lawyer was basically like i mean it sucks but yeah um and so despite all of the appeals the court always rules in favor of match.com so our next story is a grinder story and it is um and uh, comes from England. Hmm. Oh, so Grinders International. It is, and it's very. I think pop- most dating apps are actually. Um, a lot are, yeah. but there are like Plenty of Fish is actually Canadian. Oh, uh-huh. interesting. Yeah, I looked that up because be- um, I was curious. Um, so, like we said, Grinder specifically for gay men. A lot of the times, just straight up for fucking. Mm-hmm. So it's 2014. 25-year-old Jack Taylor from East London matched with Stephen Port, who was at the time less than four miles away. Mm-hmm. Jack um, thought he was chatting with like a young, athletic gay man. But it turns out that Stephen Port was a 41-year-old serial killer who would wear wigs and makeup to lure his young victims. Oh, my God. Yeah. Wigs and makeup? Yeah. Because he was bald, and so he would wear, like... Like toupees? No, like... Well, uh, not to Toupee, I think, is just, like, to cover your bald spot. Oh, so, like, just a full, like... Just a full-on wig. Okay. Um, so they like met a up... a lace front? <laughs> kind of, like what kind? Yeah, I don't know. They looked shitty. Yeah. But it also looked like real hair. Um... So, uh, Jack and Steven met up and they went back to, uh, Steven's apartment and three days later, Jack's body was found propped up against a churchyard wall. Oh my God. His shirt was lifted up and next to him was a syringe and a plastic bottle filled with liquid ecstasy and police ruled it as a drug overdose. But in actuality, Jack was actually Steven's fourth murder victim. And all of these murders happened within a 15-month period. This is a crazy story. Okay. Um, so, Stephen had several accounts of different, on different gating, dating, <laughs> gay dating apps. That was a weird spoonerism. Um, and like I said, he wore wigs and sometimes he would post pictures of other people. Um, he would post pictures. And a lot of people do that. It's called catfishing. There's a whole television series exactly. about it. Yeah, he's basically catfishing. Posting yeah. fake pictures, like, making it seem like he has this amazing life when really, apparently, he's like... He's a piece of shit serial yeah, killer. exactly. Uh, he said he graduated from Oxford and was in the Navy, but he worked as a chef at a bus depot. Um, so he and one of his neighbors were uh, pretty good friends, Um the neighbor, when uh, Stephen first moved in, noticed that, like, gay men or, like, boys were, like, coming uh, from his apartment. So he's like, oh, cool. He's gay like me. And so that's fun. Um, and he said that Stephen was into twinks, which are younger gay men or younger looking gay men. Yeah. So, usually pretty skinny. Mm-hmm. So it's 15 months before Jack's murder. And Stephen calls 999, which is yeah. England's 911. And he told police that he saw a young boy who looked like he had collapsed or maybe had a seizure outside. The dispatcher um, said, like, asked Stephen for his phone number, and he just hung up. So apparently in England they don't have, like, they don't get your phone number when you call, which well, is different. You can hang up. True. Um, so when emergency services arrived, they found 23-year-old Anthony Walgate 
uh, sitting slumped with, again, his top pulled up, and he was pronounced dead at the scene. Anthony and Stephen had met through um, another dating website um, for gay men called Sleepy Boys. Sleepy Boys? Yeah. Never heard of that before. Um, It seems like it is more of an escort service. It's a cute name. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, They met... Sleepy... I guess you sleep with someone. Okay. Yeah. Sleepy Boys. mm -hmm. Um, So, Anthony and Stephen met up, and Stephen gave him an overdose of GHB, or liquid ecstasy. Anthony had told his friends that he was going to meet up with Stephen, so police brought Stephen in for questioning, and he denied knowing Anthony in the beginning, but he eventually admitted that they'd met on Sleepy Boys, and they met up, um, and Anthony w- took a bunch of drugs, um, and then Stephen fell asleep, and when he woke up, he found, like, Anthony's body was, like, stiff and rigid, and he panicked, and so he put him outside. Um, so police took Stephen's computer, but they didn't examine it, and if they had, they would have found that Right before he'd done this, he'd search, searched gay teen knockout rape within minutes of being on Antony's Sleepy Boy profile. Mm-hmm. So Stephen was charged with perverting the course of justice, but he was released on bail. Even though in England, this that doing that could you could get a, a sentence to life imprisonment. So because Stephen didn't face any strong consequences for what he did to Anthony, he felt like he was in charge. He felt very confident, like he cheated the system. Like a, we see this with a lot of serial killers. They get confident and cocky, and so they keep doing what they want to do more. Eight weeks after killing Anthony, Stephen met 22-year-old Gabriel, Gabriel Cavari, and he moved in with Stephen, and um, the same friend and neighbor uh, met uh, Gabriel, and they talked to each other, and they became pretty good friends and would, like, text one another. And Gabriel had confided in this friend that he was feeling uncomfortable living with uh, Stephen, and um, then he never heard from Gabriel again. So a woman was walking her dog, and she found Gabriel's body in the same place that Stephen eventually left Jack's body. He was also slept against the churchyard wall. His per- shirt was pulled up, and he had a lethal amount of liquid PC, not liquid PCP, liquid, I was say, what? liquid ecstasy oh my God. in his system. Uh, Anthony and Gabriel's deaths were turned into, were determined to be self-induced overdoses, so their deaths were never connected. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, feeling like uh, he got away with murder again, Stephen went on Fit Lads, which is. Um, specific for England and Ireland. So he's hitting up just all of them. Oh, yeah. Fit lads, sleepy boys, grinder. Yeah, he's literally like on all of the gay ones. So this one isn't just specific to grinder. I'm learning so much. Yes, so many different. It's not just farmers only. Uh, So they were chatting. Oh, or rather he met this boy named Daniel Whitworth, who was 23 years old. And uh, after chatting a while, Daniel, or Stephen rather, asked Daniel if he wanted to meet up. And he said, just so you can get to know me a little bit, so you know I'm not some psycho. Even though he was. Yo. So <laughs> later. Wow, I'm like never going to online date again. <laughs> literally. Trust me, after the next one, you're really not going to fucking want to either. So, <laughs> so Daniel's body was found in the same churchyard. By the same poor woman walking her dog. 
the same woman. I, it's so horrible for that woman. I can't even imagine. So she had found him, and this time uh, he was wrapped in a sheet that was apparently covered in Stephen's semen, but police did not test it at the time. Tests showed that Daniel also had died from a CHB overdose, and they also found sleeping pills in his system, and they found a suicide note in Daniel's pocket, written, obviously, by Stephen. Mm -hmm. So, um, in the note, Daniel says that he killed Gabriel. He said that they were friends, and so Stephen was trying to cover his tracks by saying that his his third victim killed his second victim, basically. Hmm. Um, That's confusing. To go one step further... Stephen wrote BTW. No, he didn't. <laughs> Did he actually say BTW? Yes. Not by the way. He said straight up BTW. I saw the note. It says in capital letters BTW. It's no. it's really unfortunate, <laughs> but it is kind of funny. Yeah. I'm <laughs> sorry. Anyways. BT dubs. I mean, it's okay to make fun of this because he's a fucking idiot. And what? Yeah. this is such a stupid thing. So he wrote, BTW, please don't blame the guy I was with last night. We only had sex and then I left. He knows nothing of what I have done. What a stupid fucking thing. Like, why even what? mention it? Just to be like, so that they can He's can't basically t- like, oh yeah, I'd be getting dick. Is right. basically what that was. <sighs> so disgusting. <laughs> And trying to sound much younger because he was BTW. 41. BTW. Yeah. Because yeah. mm-hmm. he was, you know, 41. I don't know. I will 40. say, though, I mean, 41's not that he that looked, old. it's not. He did look young for 41. So when he wore these wigs and makeup, he could look like he was in his 20s. Hmm. Um, How? <laughs> the wigs and the makeup. So. How good is his makeup skills that he can look 10 years younger? God, apparently. People, women have been looking for that forever. <laughs> So um, for the court, um, when he went to court for perverting the course of justice um, for lying about Antony, uh, he was sentenced to eight months in prison, and he was released from prison only after serving about two months. Uh, Jack's death was initially ruled a suicide, but his family, or overdose, like self-induced overdose, but his family told the police that Jack did not take drugs, and they found street cam footage of Stephen and Jack and this was enough to arrest Stephen. He was questioned and denied involvement with the murders um, other than Antony's, which he had already served time for. And um, in November of 2016, he was convicted of the assaults by penetration, rapes, and murders of Antony, Gabriel, Daniel, and Jack, as well as the rapes of three other men he had drugged and 10 counts of administering a substance with intent and four other sexual assaults because he attacked so many dang boys young men um he was found guilty on all counts and he was sentenced to a full life order and without the possibility of parole so that fucker is put away good what a loser all these dudes are such losers and you don't see women doing this shit i'm just saying no that's a uh, that was a point i wanted to make like there is a theme where women are like w- it shouldn't be this dangerous for us. We should be able to use this well, app like men. Even for men, too. Exactly. Men shouldn't have to be worried about it either, but it's not women doing it to men. It's men doing it it's to other men. men. Exactly. 
It does seem to be a male thing to it do. Seems like a man problem. Yeah, and this is another story of a problematic man. Yeah, I didn't think there was going to be any girls doing this shit because we don't fucking care. Enough. Well, actually, this was a couple who did this. It's always a couple. There's seldom a woman alone. Yeah. So this is our, uh, the Tinder story. So yeah. in Nebraska, in November of 2017, Sydney Loof, 24 years old, matched with Bailey Boswell, 25 years old. She was a girl. Um, they met on Tinder, and they talked a bunch. They sent, like, hundreds of messages to each other. And then on November 14th, Bailey picked Sydney up at her apartment, and they drove around, they smoked some pot, and they made plans to hang out the next night. So... Before uh, being picked up by Bailey, Sydney like took a picture of herself on Snapchat and was like, "Ready for my date," and she was like, "Such a beautiful." All of these women were fucking yeah. beautiful, but like, uh. so Bailey picked up Sydney from her house um, on the fifteenth, and she was never seen or heard from again. Uh, they started worrying that she'd been abducted. Police investigators were looking everywhere for her. They put up missing person flyers, including um, some pictures of Sydney's tattoos, which were pretty unique. She had um, like a big yin yang sign, but it was like very artistic looking kind of. Um, And she also had a tattoo on her arm that said, everything will be wonderful someday. Oh, I love that song. Yeah. So from uh, it's Everclear. Yes, Everclear. So, um, her phone had either been turned off or died, but it was last, its last ping was 40 miles away from her apartment. So it was not until December 4th that Sydney's remains were found scattered along a highway. Mm. Police had early on suspected Bailey, who had a boyfriend named Aubrey Trail, who was 53, and they had both left town after Sydney's disappearance, and they were eventually caught by police and were questioned. And Aubrey was the mastermind behind all of this. Hmm. And he explained to cops what happened. So apparently, Sydney had told Bailey that she was having money problems, and Bailey told her that she had a way for her to make some money. Um, Aubrey claims that Sydney allegedly agreed to have sex with two other women. And Sydney would be paid $5,000. He said that she knew it was going to be really rough sex and she was okay with that. Um, during the sexual encounter, Aubrey said that Sydney was choked with an electrical cord and had accidentally died and they were just covering up her death. Uh-huh. Um, Aubrey, however, refuses to say who the other two women are because he doesn't want to be a snitch. But it is way more likely that there n- was never two other women. Right. Um, and that Bailey and Aubrey purposefully lured Sydney to their apartment for the sole purpose of killing her. Aubrey said that Bailey only helped with disposing of Sydney's body and cutting it up. They cut it up into 13 pieces and the put fuck? them in plastic bags. Ew. And Aubrey, I will say. Is Why do they put them in plastic bags? A garbage. That's only going to preserve. Oh. Garbage. Like 30 gallon garbage bags each had like a little piece had a piece of they cut her up into 13 pieces yes so each one had a piece he's a really fucking weird guy let me start to get into that a little bit so aubrey said that the way they they 
put he said that he buried her in or that he put the pieces in a cemetery but that wasn't true she was just strewn on the side of the road he said mm. that he placed them specific places for her reincarnation he told the fbi i don't believe in the same god as you guys and he also said that um like they were they asked like well where's the blood and like did you clean it up or whatever and he said that um what did i say oh he said that he put her blood and soul somewhere else that they have not found yet so aubrey and bailey owned an antique store together and they were pieces of shit from the beginning they scammed a couple out of almost half a million dollars but they also had a side job of conducting sexual fantasies for people that he contacted over the internet. When police searched the couple's apartment, they found a large, like, a disturbing amount of sex toys. And the entire apartment smelled like bleach, and they also found a camera and some zip ties. So even though, according to Aubrey's confession, Sydney's death was accidental camera footage from a Home Depot the morning of the day that Sydney was murdered shows Aubrey and Bailey buying two gallons of bleach, a folding tree saw, 30-gallon garbage bags, and a razor-sharp utility knife with replacement blades. Um, the saw and the knife were never located, but medical examiners who looked at her cuts said that they were consistent with the saw that they had purchased. So, this trial, like I said, is really fucking crazy, and it is still going on. And will, yeah, when did you say this happened? What year? This happened in um, 2017, okay. I believe, and it's in court now. It's I'm guessing it has been affected by wow, COVID-19. Yeah, probably. Probably um, got pushed. Yeah, I'm guessing so. So during the trial, the jury watched the confession tapes of Aubrey talking to police and prosecutors were pushing for the death penalty for both Aubrey and Bailey, but... Aubrey was like very adamant about Bailey having nothing to do with it and says that he forced her to help cut up her body. Um, so in on June uh, in 2019, during the trial, while a witness was giving testimony, Aubrey started yelling and said, Bailey's innocent and I curse you all. And then he slashed his neck with a razor. Oh my God. Where? His neck. No, I know. Where was he? He wasn't it was, in custody? This was in court. And so then after this, the judge is like, for obvious reasons, you have to wear handcuffs now for the remainder. Wait, so where they had did to he get up thing from? He hit it. He, Whoa. He, it was and he sharp, survived, though? Yep. Huh. They had to stop. Uh, they had the trial paused, and the judge told the jurors not to let what Aubrey had done affect their outcome. Uh, and he was worried that there was going to be a mistrial, but by this point, the jurors had already seen Aubrey's confession tapes, along with the pictures taken of Sydney's dismembered body. Fuck. So, um, both Bailey and Aubrey's trials have been postponed. I know Aubrey's was postponed for in December, and I mean that's coming up, so I don't yeah. know if that's going to be affected or not. Um, oh, no, but man, apparently, like we're probably going to lock down again, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but Aubrey has accepted the fact that he will probably get the death penalty and Bailey is up for life in prison. Originally, they also wanted the death penalty for her. And if she had gotten it, she would have been the first woman to ever be executed in the state of Nebraska. Interesting. And Nebraska uses the electric chair. Wow. I didn't know that. Yep. They still do. 
they use wow, electric chair. Wow, are they the chair. only one left? No, I think it's a small handful of yeah, people. Yeah, because I know Florida do, doesn't right. still. California definitely doesn't. No. Damn. Yeah, I was surprised by that, too. Um, I honestly had my money on guest chamber, or whatever it's called. So, done with the triggering stories. All right, mark that time. It is about 55.10. We'll remember that. 55.10. Holly's writing it on her hand. 10. Cool. So, now to end it, we're just going to talk about some creepy shit that you can buy on eBay. Okay. That people have bought. I never, ever have used eBay. Oh my God. Morgan, it is so great. <laughs> I love eBay. I've gotten so many cool things from eBay. Uh, you do. You're quite the eBay girl because you like getting uh, very like. Uh, I've gotten newspaper limited edition. Yes, yeah, stuff like that. Um, about edition. serial killers. Like I have, I think I've talked about it on the podcast before, but like I have like you know the Chicago Tribune when they announced that you know Gacy yeah was you know piece of shit <laughs> no big deal so um also uh, when i say creepy shit i also mean like fucked up and disturbing and like yeah. uh in poor taste okay uh especially in the instance of this first one which is a casey anthony halloween mask oh my god that's scary yeah i uh, bet it's horrifying probably i didn't that see would pictures. make someone make go out and make the horror movie version of it paint it white i bet it's terrifying but it's scarier than and make michael a woman myers. michael myers Ooh, I'm giving away ideas. Um, it sold for about one million dollars. Wow! Holy shit! <laughs> Isn't that wild? Yeah, that is. That's crazy. So there's also there's an, a cornucopia of allegedly haunted dolls, ranging from like the thirty dollars dolls, the thirty dollars. <laughs> you can get one. Yeah. I think if I were to get really to rich, $90. I'd probably buy some of the weirdest shit off eBay. Oh, I mean, I was just doing okay. I was comfortable, and I was buying weird shit off of eBay. Right. Um, but, like, I would totally try to find, like, a used on-screen version of, like, the Michael Myers masks. And those probably go for a fuckload of money. They do. I have looked it up. You yeah. can go to, like, movie props and shit mm-hmm. like that. So... <laughs> You can also buy a ghost in a jar. There is a very colorful story um, about someone digging it up in their backyard. And it sold for about $51,000. Oh, my fucking God. That's crazy to me. Um, A very inappropriate doll someone made of John Wayne Gacy sold for about $250. What made it inappropriate? Um, He's strangling a boy. Mm. Yeah, it's bad. Um, mm. So allegedly, someone sold a coat worn by Jeffrey Dahmer for one hundred and fifty dollars. Hmm. The fact that the Casey Anthony that's mask fine. went for a million—that's crazy. And Jeffrey, make it yourself, Dahmer. So, yeah. um, so the, do you have pictures of the Casey Anthony mask? <laughs> no, Morgan. But if you really want to, I'm we could try to look find them one up really after. quick. So eBay user Cranky Old Hag has sold an 18th century child's haunted coffin to seven different buyers who have all brought it back. It sold for about $1,200. It's so scary. Seriously? It's so scary. Oh, yeah, I did see it. It kind of looks like RBG. It does look like RBG. And it also kind of looks like... um, I did see it. Yeah, uh, it's weird. It looks like... um, 
It's not a good mask. What's her face? It looks like elfish. It's very elfish looking because of the ears. Yeah, the ears are very pointed. Um, but so, I get what I get what they're going for for sure. Mm-hmm. Right. So, anyways, yeah. There's this coffin that this person, cranky old hag, has to keep selling um, because when people were in the possession of the coffin, they reported things happening in their homes, like pictures falling down and lights turning on and off. Um, and you know. All of the shit an annoying child poltergeist would do. So some of these listings, uh, some of these things rather have only been listed. Um, Specifically, there's a doll with its eyes burned out and it's only $29. Um, And then lastly, there was a comic book uh, signed by Richard Speck, but nobody bought it because. Yeah, fuck that. Who wants that piece of shit's autograph? No one. Yuck. Ain't nobody want that. Ain't nobody. That's not true. I'm sure someone does. They just probably don't have the money for it yet. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Another creepy thing on the internet, as everybody knows, I didn't write about it, but I don't want to, I would be remiss if I didn't talk about creepypasta. Oh yeah. Creepypasta. A whole community of people just like dedicated to writing creepy stories and in some cases It's like fanfic, but with scary shit. And we all know than who was phone. Yeah, we're big uh, fans of last, last podcast. Pos- <coughs> last, podcast last podcast on the on left. left. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that has been our. What are we going to call this episode? I think it should be called um, internet. Internet scary. Internet scaries. So the, the, the the fears of the internet. Wow. This is how we do stuff, guys. Just, wow. So scare internet. Much. Much <laughs> yuck. Much yuck. <laughs> We'll Much no. Much no. We'll figure something out. Um, but yeah, you guys, we don't have to fucking tell you to vote anymore because you guys fucking did it and shit. And if you didn't, then fuck you. I don't know. And if you're from another country and you were celebrating this weekend with us, fuck to the yeah. I saw this thing online and it was like, y'all know they did this on Saturday so we could get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of... I would love to know the like estimate of how many bottles of champagne people went through. Oh, for sure. I saw so many videos of just people just like... I personally had uh, Pinot Noir, but... Pretty. Gorgeous. Pretty. Love that. <laughs> All right, guys. Like and review and leave us... Yeah, leave us reviews on the podcast, specifically about this episode. If you have a creepy internet story that you would like to share, you know, shoot it out to us somewhere. Yeah, shoot it out. Shoot and it also, out. Uh, I mean, make the stories that we told as a, uh, you know. Yeah, dating on the internet can be fun. And I know a ton of people who have had much success. Um, So just be extremely cautious and always, like, I can't say this enough, especially with, like, the whole catfishing thing. Like, Snapchat is a thing for a reason, man. Make they them won't send give you their picture. Snapchat, or, they're you know, ugly. FaceTime or Skype or who cares they're if either they're ugly. ugly. We're talking about if they're just not who the fuck they say they are because <laughs> that's scary. No, I know, but sometimes they, like, that's their reason. Well, I totally. Like, who cares? Look at their face. Right. But, uh, yeah, proceed with caution on the internet, you guys, even when it comes to leaving a review on our podcast, you know, Be cautious. Don't say anything mean. (laughs) Bye.